Three, two, one. Okay. Live chat time. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aerobatics, highly recommended. Oh, wow. Aerobatics, highly recommended for making you a better pilot. Yeah, I had some time in an extra 300. And uh, the thing I really liked about that aircraft was how light the controls were. But you start to go beyond the concept of preventing a stall and actually going to a stall and then like intentionally going to a spin and seeing what it's actually like. And it's not that big a deal. You know, the dangerous part about the stall, the spins, usually you're low to the ground. You don't have time to recover. But being able to exaggerate and pull, 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 even coming out of a loop, coming around and pulling just a little bit too much and you go into a stall at speed, it's humbling to see their foil working and doing its thing and then suddenly not. Yeah. And that whole concept of AOA and angle attack. Um yeah, that's another thing. Actually, I think I was probably two hours into my like student pilot area and and I was gifted an aerobatic flight. I went and did loops and rolls and uh, hammerhead. That was the one thing I was looking forward to. And just like that fear initially when you're a student of landing and um, applying power and feeling what's, what is that P factor in that right rudder thing. And then it's overwhelming. And then that early on into being a student and doing the loops and the rolls and, and all the, the common, the gentleman aerobatics and finding that, Hey, it's not actually that bad. I mean, it's like maybe around four G's at the bottom of the loop. But you get back into 172 and suddenly those landings aren't as dramatic. And then I came back a couple of years later after getting my certificate and then did a bit more of a push and pull on in the extra 300 and really found like this is where I should be, especially I think I, yeah, I had my helicopter rating at that point, but the light controls in that extra in particular, akin to most aerobatic aircraft is more about, I want to go left. So you think about going left and then it turns left. And that's kind of how helicopters are. So that airmanship I was talking about earlier, flying it, whatever it is, as you feel it is the skill and the core you want to develop rather than the procedure of I added power, therefore I need to add right rudder. Um, instead, I added power, I feel the torque kicking in, so I need to re- add re- right rudder to counteract that current assessment of that torque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fe- yeah, feeling it. I've never done any, I've done very little aerobatics, so I like, yeah, I can't comment at all. I'm an adrenaline freak, like with the race car stuff, that lateral, I think what Rob was talking about, that, that rollover feeling in a ground loop. Not that I've done the ground loop, but that lateral G-force, I think, throws a lot of people off in race car uh, uh, training, like high-performance driver education, HPDE, race car instruction, all that stuff. That that initial G-factor, I think, also gets people sick as passengers because they're not in control with their hands right. on the wheel. And in that moment that you've theorized about that idea of having this situation occur, but if it's your first time entering that scenario where you're in a stall to spin, you, you fight or flight, right? So you start to panic and react and work through it or, or, or become the victim. So in um, my experience with aerobatics and then also just driving on track, I, I, I honestly, <laughs> I know it was an aviation podcast, but there's a lot of carryover between driving at speed on track, there's you're in three dimensions and going triple digit, just like aviation. And you're working through that. So in a car, you, you have your steering wheel, but that's like the secondary steering device where braking and throttle um, really start to steer the car because of the weight distribution. And you start to see that in aviation as well, where it's not ailerons in the stall spin things, but the rudder is so important. And there's some of that tie back to tailwheel, right? Where, um, first thing we want to get out of it, frankly, is neutralizing the controls, let the thing kind of settle in that incipient spin and then fly out of it. But understanding the time and place to start adding in ailerons when that, when's that going to help you or hurt you? but primarily like just getting the wing to fly again. Right. So same thing with in, in race cars, getting the car, there's a difference between the tracking and the heading and getting those things aligned. Eventually it's pretty important, but 
trying to put that steering input in too early can throw off your tracking versus your heading and just make things worse. So like, and in some scenario where you're, you're stalling, you're pulling back and you're just aggravating that stall and you might be low to the ground and that fight or flight thing. So that's why we train so heavily on prevention and awareness of things ahead of time. And that analogy of like staring at the tree in the middle of nowhere, that looking where you want to go thing. I, again, with that looking towards the end of the runway, not necessarily to infinity, but it's helped me quite a bit. And then, um, in aerobatics, you really have this broad feel of the control input forces, especially something so light and so balanced with those aileron spades on the extra 300. It's remarkable. Um, coming from like a Cessna all the way, moving your way up, being in some kind of community, getting in, in the situation where you can be given the controls to fly that thing. It's uh, it's worth the time you invest in being present in the community and uh, doing things positively. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in those scenarios um, where you could experience more from aviation. There's a lot to give in these, these airfoils that we usually don't push, like even in a 172 that uh, like, just don't, just don't stall this airplane. And there's like this broad fear in early students where stalls are scary. And then you go actually go up at altitude and airplane capable of being upside down and turns out stalls are nothing. And, you know, um, some of these other maneuvers are very low G or one G maneuvers and, and nonchalant. And what, why was I so scared about that? That's my quarter monologue. Yeah. It's a, it's an abnormal space to be in. Yeah. You see all those things. It's like, yeah. yeah unusual attitudes. For an airplane. I miss most of that. Yeah. It was amazing. We got people in the chat though. I need a um, cigarette. We're not scrolling back up. <laughs> so. Andres, uh, you know, I actually went from a high wing, uh, to a low wing. I had most of my time in a high wing and I went to a low wing and, um, I think actually at least, you know, wisdom and discretion, uh, he's it, it, the low wings and the pipers, they, they feel so sporty now compared to the, the high wings. I think they're, they have their place for sure. Um, I think I'm probably a little bit more converted for a lowing now. Um, Welcome to the club. It's a good club, man. It's, yeah. a, it's a good club. So, uh, but definitely try them both out because there's, there's a lot of schools of thought that they will try to. Um, so, you know, one or the other and that one's bad and one's not, you know, um, you know, if you can try them out, try them out. I mean, I, I do like a high wing. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. They have their utility capabilities, but, mm -hmm. um, but the low wings, very sporty. Um, and you know, they, they, they have their purposes as well. So. Don't knock it till we try it. That's right. You did. So your for your private pilot training, you did all of that mostly in a 172. Correct. What do you know about what year range those were? Uh, they were 172 mic models and end models. Uh, so 77, 78, I believe okay. I could be wrong. So those are like the golden years me. of aviation, in my opinion, as far yeah. as trainers go, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, how about that rudder trim? <laughs> well, well, it's been that's, fun. That's, <laughs> but the, um, the, I wonder how you would feel if you were to fly the comparable year range Cherokee to the, to the 172s you were training in. Mm. These are definitely so that like the Cherokee you're, you've flown today, those are definitely really light on the controls and sporty. I, and, and, I, and I tend to believe that the, the same vintage mid-70s to late 70s Cherokees will be sportier than their 172 counterpart. But I, just, I wonder what that would be like. I wonder what that would be like for you. I mean, to be fair, I haven't ever flown the, the similar counterpart to uh, in a Cessna. You know, a, 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 a 68 system, mm -hmm. you know, a 172 yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um, I'd be interested in trying that to see, you know, the similarities. Yeah, to keep it apples to apples, right? Right. I mean, because there's so many things like highway. How do you isolate that? Like all of my favorite airplanes, my most favorite airplanes are all high wing. Twin Otter, Super Cub, Kodiak, Caravan, 180, 185. They're all high wing. But like as far as your vanilla run of the mill, like this, what I want, this likely what I'm going to buy an Archer or an older Cherokee. They're all low wing. And that's, 
I have a lot of time in a low-wing Cherokee, and I would rather have one of those to fly. I don't want a 172. Like, that's just like... I don't want a 172 either, but I love the high-wing. And I, and I can't say that I don't love high-wing, but I just... I, there's certain high-wings that I don't love. 172 is one of them. Just yeah. Like, if I need to be vanilla for a trainer, I don't want to be that vanilla. So I'm out. So I had a conversation with one of my buddies who owns a Cirrus and, um, we, you know, he and I are kind of talking about a 182 and we were talking about the usability, the utility aspect of the difference, the, the difference between the two. Well, you can take a 182 anywhere. I mean, you can put yeah. it, on, you can put it on a river bottom. You can put it on yeah. Kelly's Island. We've already talked about this stuff. Um, but a Cirrus I'm probably going to get haters from the internet, you know, but you know, you really, you really can't take those anywhere. Right. And some of them, the useful load, that's one of the biggest. Class I, Bravo. Well, pull the, pull the shoot for. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> so. Not clear into the Bravo. Um, <laughs> so the thing is though, so a, a Cirrus, a 182, a 206, most airplanes are a pick your poison. What is your mission? Are you taking two people to the max range, taking four people to half the range? They give you the option. You can take a shitload of fuel sure. and go really far if you want to, or you can do more fuel stops and take the people. And that's the same. That's every airliner too. You know what I mean? Well, typically you can probably take most fuel, but that is that is just aviation. That's just the way it is. It's just the numbers we're talking about matter because you want to go 500 miles you want to go 500 miles you want the biggest distance was like i wanted I, to today exactly exactly and you could because you didn't have any weight in the plane comparatively left rudder right so think how far you could have gone but it's just that's just one of those things we have to live yeah. with D, D, can i get an extra cup of ice for my left leg please okay <laughs> i would like to talk about so jared flew from texas all the way up to 8A Delta today, but I think time. it's worth documenting uh-huh. what happened with the rudder trim because it's amazing. It's good stuff. It's not. It is. I was setting up the studio for this conversation. This happened upstairs. Yeah. So, and the POH. So, I feel like this is a definite question that a DP could get anybody on for the private pilot. How do you trim the rudder? Well, apparently, guys, there's this little bit. I just popped my piece. There's this little knob yeah. that you just rotate either clockwise or counterclockwise, if you will. And it puts the rudder in trim. Yep. 150s don't have it. <sighs> so Jared, airplanes don't. Jared flew for hours today and we were all tracking him. This is pre-pre-cosh. And, uh, he just passively made a comment about having to add a lot of left rudder for hours on end. And Lee said, once you add some rudder trim, there's no rudder trim. Yeah, there is a Cherokee 180. Like, what year is it? Like, this isn't a 182. So, did you do, not, this isn't a 185. Yeah. So did then, you do training in this plane? Uh, no. Okay. I feel like, yes, an instructor would have pointed that out. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. No? I, I, uh, yeah, I did probably fly a set. 140 and a 160, and I've always seen that nod down. has it. Yeah, this, cool. yeah we, we were putting the cart in front of the horse here a little yeah. bit because we don't well, this for is, sure know that it has this it. This is nothing to get as Jared. is just like the story is is pretty, is worth learning from. It's kind of funny, like after hour and an hour and an hour. It's against my left leg. Yeah. yeah so, which which is opposite of like, I'll add right rudder, but like this whole left rudder thing for hours on end. I've been, I've, I per, I'm personally invested in this. I was in a commercial airliner watching him fly from Texas to Ohio. Who goes to Ohio? And um, yeah, I had no idea he was enduring all this left rudder stuff the entire time. So I got here faster because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aerodynamics, bro. You here. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, much. No need to go more. to the gym well, now. Paid more. You can skip That's leg f- legs skip for like a week. Yeah. yeah. He's balanced out now. Yeah. All that, yeah, tailwheel time. Now it's balanced out by that 180 trip across from Texas. Yeah. Did it on purpose. Balanced it out. So, th- so the whole idea was that, or, or what was happening was that I got the the airplane trimmed out, except for it, the ball was not centered. The ball was consistently to the left, and I was, man, something's wrong with this party rental that I've got. Pill for that, um, Ryan Echo party rental. That's right, trademark. Um, and so. I would just 
fix it by putting left rudder, you know, step on that ball. And, um, you know, I got here, I got here faster. So yeah, he beat that, an uh, airliner. That so. is true. I, that, that's the first inclination would be more left rudder. That's what he did. Yeah. Golden. We're get, we'll post pictures and yeah, see if this is actually a real thing. I think it's a nose wheel trim thing because we, you obviously don't want to steer to the left off of the, the, the taxiway alpha. So, you know, yeah. we'll see. That's true. Yeah. We're going to have, we're going to have to look. We're all yeah. very interested. Pins very and needles, far aim and TSB. No one, nobody's pins and needles. No one's a chat though. So no one's surprised. Maybe they're all learning and not, Talking, they're right taking so notes. Taking notes, viewers. Fifteen taking notes. Very, taking notes. Yeah. Hey, other Tyler B, you still there? We only keep these after chats going as long as there is chat. After a while, if we run out of something to talk about, I was going to ask. There was talk a long time ago, way back when, of an E six B workshop at Precosh twenty twenty two. What oh, that would have been league. Ryan Eckle will be here tomorrow. Uh, yeah, see, I yeah, that's mine. Yeah, mine's Pop an hour away. Of Ryan forgot that I've got mine in my yeah. bag for you. Ryan forgot that he uh, let's go. He was oh, going to do I, margarita or okay. Bloody Marys oh. or something at eight a.m. Wasn't that said? Something. Lee and Ryan Eckler are going to start. Yeah, Bloody Mary Bar at 8 a.m. Also, we're going to fly, it. Yeah, we're we're gonna fly to Cleveland Hopkins tomorrow with uh, Scott and record it, right? Oh, By that'd be, way that'd be of great. Island. Stuart says he remembers that. He remembers See? that. Thank you. All right. Ryan said he, he said he could bring this stuff. So we'll see. We can make our own uh, E6B. No, I was talking about the Bloody Marys. <laughs> We've moved on from the E6B to Bloody Marys. Yeah, the Bloody no. Marys are way more important. Bloody Marys. I won't fly those, the E6B that we make, no. I, <laughs> I, do, I do not trust them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Canada? What are you doing, Rob? Are we calling them? I'm trying to set that up, yeah. Oh, to patch him in. Yep, Scott Audio and E6B store said. Uh, yeah, I don't so, know if that's going to work. So while we're still recording, I, uh, I drove up to 8.8 Delta and immediately had a 5G signal. I was able to post on pilot ground multiple images. So wow. the whole lie about the... Well, we had a the, theory about this. Is that a the, myth? The, the, the internet at 8.8 Delta, Sky or uh, Scott, uh, yeah, definitely just uh, doesn't want to be here. I, I'm I currently think- wearing Scott's headphone and microphone, so I'm the new Scott. I think Scott good, good stuff. communicated with T-Mobile and said, for our visitors, could you make this happen? <laughs> Can I share my bandwidth? So this I've been there. Faith? I've been there for like three hours. Yeah, they're like 3 p.m. And I've had terrible service. It's been very, very spotty. Out by the hangar where the tent is, that's pretty good. Like in like the clubhouse, terrible. Yeah. Nothing. Metal. Very, very spotty. Very spotty. We're downstairs right now in a in a basement, and I have no service. So yes, my wife is probably wondering why yeah. she cannot communicate. Yeah. With I've me. already I've already <laughs> sent her podcast is yeah like take Jared is dead. Forget about it. <laughs> flew all the way from Texas. That left rudder trim. It was done. the left rudder. His leg yeah, collapsed. That was it. <laughs> That's why you always write rudder. Yeah. Yeah. My brother flew a uh, De Havilland chipmunk one time, and he goes, it is so weird because the engine spins the other way. Mm. It's so weird. You can prepare for all you want, but it is so weird to put in a left rudder for P-Factor. It would be odd. And he like he is not like a normal pilot either. Like We're attempting to call Ryan Eckle now. Yes. It sounds like we are calling like, Ryan Eckle. Yeah. It's uh, we got the thing that does this now. It sure seems to. It worked like when it called real, me. That was amazing. Real audio show. I was in my garage sweating. You know it. Well, he might. Unless he's know. watching. He's like, ah, he might. I'm going to screen this call. <laughs> I don't want to be on. Yeah. No, no time. Oh, it is. Him there. It is. Yeah, it's past 10, 10 o'clock. o'clock. Yeah, this is getting later. Let's see what Ryan's Your doing. Your call has. Nope. This is a, he said flying to Garrett. So what's single? Oh, are there some, um, uh, Flynn saying like a Garrett. Oh, it turns the other way. Interest. Can you call Scott? Scott has been asleep for an hour now. Yeah, he's nice. still upstairs. That. Yeah, he he's might still, be. I was yeah. just up he's there to get ice. On the couch, the Nobody's upstairs anymore. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I didn't know Garrett's <clears throat> turned the other direction. That's interesting. What is a Garrett? 
It's a tur- another turboprop. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a drunk dial. It was uh, trying Delib- to set up a lesson for tomorrow. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're exactly. Deliberate call. Yeah. What kind of is yours like the metal E6B, Jared, or is it like flimsy plastic? Yeah, it's kind of the cardboard. Okay. The cardboard one. Yeah. Uh, I, I spared no expense. <laughs> Mine's carbon. Don't sweat on it too hard. Ball parts. Yeah, yeah. Get cancer. The the butt sweat is real, and the Cherokee 180 without nose trim. How? Okay, so so the highest I saw you got was what seventy five, sixty seven hundred or something like that. Five thousand six hundred feet. No, he got higher than that. (laughs) Well, I how high did you go? I went to seven thousand five hundred, and then after that, I couldn't hold five thousand five hundred, and so I I went to five thousand six hundred because my altimeter was wrong. (laughs) <laughs> why did you come down for the next leg you went to 5500 i did i did okay why uh, did you go to 7500 uh the forecasted uh the forecasted winds uh said that i was going to have a greater tailwind okay and that would have been important it was cooler at 55 75 yeah right that's what i was getting at how cold did it get? What was the outside air temperature? It was 56 degrees and it was wonderful. That's what I'm talking about. It was fantastic. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. It was fantastic. How was what that was it in at outer space? Though? What was it at 5,500? Do you remember? Too warm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would have taken, I would I don't know what I would have done. That's I wanted to get here though. Yeah. So yeah, I, I wanted that. to get here. I didn't want a third fuel stop. Yeah. Cause let's rewind. Cause you've, I assume you've never done a cross country like this before. Uh, I've been to really, I mean, Texas, I've, I've been, you paint it. I've been there, Okay, uh, but you know, it's Texas. So, so you, I've been to Longview, Oklahoma city, Galveston, Houston, Laredo. So this is your longest cross country you've ever done? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. State. It's incredible. You're, you're a private pilot now. Yes. How many hours? Uh, over 150. Okay. So <sighs> walk us through this. How, like, how was this trip actually? Uh, it's, it's actually a, a, Crazy undertaking. It was, it's, it's already been amazing. Um, so, so at this time of recording, how long have you had your private? Uh, April, April so, 8th. So this year. Yes. Multi-state. I can't imagine. That's so awesome. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think we all collectively have been proud of you in that. And then like hearing additional detail on that makes it even cooler. That's cool. I, I don't even. I don't even know. That's how to take Tyler's that. being for himself. I don't give a shit. I've never. I do. I was like, I've I, never. I, hey, I appreciate it though. You know, yeah. Lee and I are going to fight later. I've never done a cross country flight that long ever, other than an airliner. Yeah. How? So, yeah. So how was the? Uh, how was the diaper? Well, <laughs> he made stops. He made stops. <laughs> Empty the diaper bag. I will say the. Uh, no, I won't say. Um, <laughs> You didn't, yeah, do, the, bottle, you didn't do the astronaut lady who murdered somebody How, and drove back to Florida. <laughs> he's from, he's uh, from Texas. It's it's been really awesome. I was I was actually thinking uh, on the way up here how you know uh, actually credit to Dan Friedman, uh, pilot ground, because he said you know you'll remember this flight for the rest of your life, and here I am getting to talk with these awesome guys, and you know it's funny you mentioned earlier that you know you started listening to the pilot ground podcast. I gotta be honest, guys. I, I was looking for something cause I was fretting about my, my private pilot exam and I found you guys and I was like, man, this is kind of slow, but I kind of glazed over it, but I came back and I was, this is amazing. This is awesome stuff. So for the, for the trip, you know, going through so many centers and it just, I never thought I would get to see Lake Erie, you know, and you talked to the air traffic controllers on the way. Oh yeah. Oh man. Scott and I, Scott and I planned a trip and we never ended up doing it, but we were planning on going down to Florida from up here uh, when we were probably 18, 19 years old ish. And we never ended up doing it, but our entire plan, we bought all the charts all the way South and we were routing. So we would never have to talk to a soul other than each other on like, cause we're taking each taking our own plane, the whole route down to West Palm beach. And uh, I feel like that'd be a, such a challenge to do. It's just I avo- mean, like worth it. Yeah. Avoid, avoid the circles. That's, that's, that's Scott Boris. Yeah. He had it dialed in how to avoid all the circles on the way down to Florida. All the any anything on the map that would require you to talk to an air traffic controller or anybody, 
was to be routed around. And we were just, that's, that was our game plan. We weren't going to talk to anybody. We never ended up doing it, which is when you did this trip, I'm like, man, that's, that reminds me of kind of like that trip Scott and I planned and we never actually ended up going on. He did it. He did it. It, it is amazing Same and worth you commenting guys. on. You put it on. You put it yeah. on. Well, you got well, yourself here. We, That's the hard part. We haven't even done it yet. This no. is precautious tomorrow. Right. right. Yeah, we might not survive tonight. Yeah. Hey, anybody that wants to come to 8A Delta, I was, uh, the, the, the strip is beautiful. And it is an immaculate landing strip. Yeah. I was I longer was, than I thought. It really, you yeah. know, you see the, you see the. That's what she said. No, she didn't. <laughs> uh, in person, I was like that. I was expecting like really compact area, and like wow, this is much more vast. Like I thought it would be really confined with some really confined airstrips in Washington with like the trees and everything's wide open. Um, the drive here sure. from Cleveland was interesting, but uh, it's, it's another podcast episode. It's legally um, twenty five hundred feet, but it's pushing almost three thousand. Yeah, it's twenty seven at least. Oh, no, Joe and I had talked today. It's legally twenty two seventy five. Oh, really? Yeah. It says twenty five on the map, though. Yeah, not anymore. I think it's twenty two. It says on the map. Oh, I got to change the t shirt. Yeah, it looks no, like. Ma- and doesn't the map say twenty two or the, the t shirt say twenty two? I thought it said 25. Wow. Does it say 25? Yeah, I, so. I feel like I ate up every inch of it today, too. I was no, like, you oh didn't. You didn't even go half. Man. You landed you almost half, no. half the length. No. You did better than I would have coming in. You're just cold. No. 100%. You, no, no. 100%. Yeah. No, that was, that was you did great. a big, big approach, short landing, I felt like. Yeah, it was a... Oh, I thought I was going to go around. I would well, not go around. Not... I don't want Scott to come in here, you know. Yeah, he'll um, resurrect it from his sleep yeah. and drive over here. <laughs> no, but I, I thought that uh, I was going to get, you know, get a look at it first. But yeah, yeah. Um, with out. the wind that strong, typically you're not going to have that much variation in like direction. You know what I mean? It's pretty well set. You might have like some mechanical shit that happens, but with it being almost right down the runway. Yeah, it was, I, I would have done the same exact thing you did, even though I'm an advocate of like, do a flyover, look at the windsock, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Stuart says, uh, four flight says 2,501 feet. Not to brag or anything, but, but I talked to the, the airport 12 inches owner by 70 feet. Airport owner and airport manager. I talked to him today. He said 2275. Yeah. What's up with those? Uh, We'd have to talk about it. PVC like flags out there. Those they're, are the runway boundary markers. Okay, they're well, the, always there. The flag, yes. Okay, the, flags, the flags are always the out there. Orange marker. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, we just found out. We thought Scott might have told us. There's actually a no tam tomorrow. No flight Saturday. operation. Saturday. Okay, sat the day after precaution. Okay, well, so this might not, be good for you to know. They they're shutting down the airport from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. for an RC event on Saturday. On Saturday. We had no idea. No one told Does that us. Impact your plans. It's cutting it close. <laughs> That impacts my uh, my show prep uh, consumption tomorrow uh, <laughs> for, for my departure Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, it's all good. We just yeah. found, thanks, we Scott. Just found out today. Thank yeah, you, Scott, thanks, for Scott. letting us yeah, know that. And that would have been my great information to have. So, yeah, there is a notum around 88 Delta right now. See, the thing is, we didn't fly in, so I didn't check any notums. No. That's the thing. So, you screwed up. Is what it amounts to. <laughs> no, we just found out about it today. It's yeah, ten to one or That's something fine. like that. So, so I got to be out of here by nine fifty nine, guys. Mama Boris is having a RC plane thing. I don't know. She planned it all. Joe didn't oh, even really? know about it that much. Oh, okay. Well, he knew about it, but okay. Well, then all I need is Lee or Scott or Rob to get out there with like a box. It looks like a controller, and it'll be like a one. Well, full scale. Yes. And I'll pretend. Look at my big plane. Yes. I'll just duck down. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yes. We're going to get you out of there on time. We're sit really straight. (laughs) There we go. Really straight up. There you go. Just take the antenna off of somebody's truck, pop it in a cardboard box. Got it. I like this idea. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. It'll work. It'll work. All right. Good night, Andrus. I, we never. I, He's Stuart says there's no notum in four flight for that. You know I should look it up. My phone's all right. There's no notum. Then no we're reception. out. It's four percent. We're gonna. Where has Barb Sutton? 
She's out, out with her dinner. girlfriend. She's, she's, she's in the chat, though. She's on East Coast Kaim, so it's three hours from now. No way. No, she's negative. on her way to Oshkosh is where she's on. Yeah, she's not telling anybody. Not cool. She's skipping pre The joke is that I'm in East Coast time now, so I have to uh, subtract. Do you, do you feel way different right now? Are you ready yeah. to, like, stay up for another three oh, hours? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's We're all starting to fall asleep. on your body, yeah. so yeah. it's like he's... <laughs> I have so many inappropriate things to say. <laughs> all right, I've see up, I've been up since three. This is a respecting aviation podcast. Uh, it's a classy, classy show. All right, uh, chat. Uh, if anybody's got it, questions. Unless any of you three have any ideas to talk about on air. Yeah. Any quick helicopter questions? Otherwise, yeah. uh, I I didn't get a chance to answer live questions with the helicopter chat. Texas questions. So, Texas, yeah. Jared's accent. Learjet questions. What? How to set up a janky podcast last minute uh lee's guns was commented on earlier yeah yeah people are commenting on the guns it's a gun show the usa shirt yeah taxiing jared in. don't hate on my usa shirt do you have the tickets no i don't have the tickets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my where'd you stop for gas <laughs> That's a good. That's a good. I'm I'm fascinated by the trip. So anything more about the trip? We got to get to Spencer. That's the third time he's asked. Yeah. We eventually have to. Hello, Spencer. Okay. Yeah. Do you so actually guess. teach people how to fly? How do you actually teach about? Let's do that actually, first. Lee. We can do that first. Lee. It's really how do you forget. teach people how to fly? Spencer is still trying to figure that out. Spencer, we're all still trying to figure that out, buddy. Um, you just got to start with. You know how you learn for the most part. Try and say it the way you think you would learn it. And it is just going to take time using that student. Unfortunately, they're paying good money. But you're going to have to use those first five, ten students as a little bit of a sounding board. And you're going to start finding those edges as to what makes things click for different people. And eventually, you'll learn to somewhat diagnose, for lack of a better term, how that person probably learns a little bit. You like your next student after you've built this toolbox of different methods, and then you'll be able to kind of go in there, kind of like a like a uh, very precise and and talk about specific things. They may have strengths, and you've identified those with other people. What made things click? So it just takes time, but start with like how you learn. You know how you learn, how you were taught. Start there, and then just kind of build outward from that. And it should cover the bases after probably 10, 10 students or so. If not, be pretty close. I've only used my expensive CFI for several flight reviews over a decade ago. But if I were to teach someone, I feel like I just, I always envision like just a close friend or relative that's like more relaxed. Like I'm teaching them to do something not as serious as flying. It's just one lesson at a time. Just try to portray information across. I don't know. I just, I don't know how I'd start. I just take somebody up for like the intro flight, unofficial, let them run the controls, go from there. I don't really know how I'd do it. Yeah, but like a lot of that stuff, you don't run into learning. I don't want to say learning issues, but you don't have trouble transferring that knowledge. It's kind of like they do it. They see what happens. But it's when you start talking about Bernoulli shit like that and you got to draw shit on a dry erase board that's just like what that's well, when you get a lot of that well he just passed the cfi though so i feel like that's fresh in his mind where that'd be a challenge for me right now i just to go look it up like yeah, but 10 the minutes way before he the flight learned lesson it and the way he taught it to his dpe or the inspector who gave him his cfi doesn't mean that's going to click for that person or the other person that plumber that carpenter that housewife it's not doesn't work that way, unfortunately. You think that, um, uh, and, and big shout out to Spencer because uh, he got his first gig uh, teaching CFI. Uh, it was on Polygram. I know you guys know that. Um, he, uh, how does that play into effect for, you know, if you, if you get your CFI, say, you know, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then you get a job in Texas or yeah. you get it in California, you got to adapt or you got to go to Seattle or something. You know, that's totally different demographics there. So, that's going to be on you because yeah, a lot of the stuff you can, as far as teaching somebody, but yeah, you got to learn the, those local areas and like, this is our practice area. These are the local airports. This is where you're going to go for your solo cross country and whatever. But I never sent a student that I hadn't somewhere that I hadn't been to already, obviously. 
Um, I was very scripted because I liked controlling the variables so that I'm a control freak. So obviously that, but then it's just like, I wanted to mitigate a lot of the errors. Like, cause I know that not everything they need to know for their private, they're going to learn. I can't, I can now in the hours that they, they are trying to hold me to, I can't teach them all this. So I need to have a pretty short lease for short leash, for lack of a better term on all these things they're going to experience. So I didn't want to like, I want to know like, okay, so this, these pappies are a little bit out of tune and this, the, with the wind, you know, this way today, yeah, that might be what looks like the right runway, but you really want to land this runway and all those different things you run across. I didn't want them to run into something that's going to completely, completely blindside them or completely catch them by surprise, letting them learn a little bit with like some training wheels on. That's fine. I'm totally cool with that. Just like raising kids, right? You you got to have, they have to have a little bit of range to, to experience some things and not have every single little thing managed for them. But I wanted for big picture, I wanted to manage a lot of those variables and those potential for, for threats and hazards. Um, so yeah, I, I sent everybody to the same place. So if you're, if you're, you learned here and you're going to go be a CFI like a world away, that would, that would be on you. That would be tough. You would have, you'd have your work cut out for you. But, you know, you get like, let's say what would really suck is if you go to a new flight school and you inherit some students that are like right at solo cross country. It's like, well, shit, I don't know any of these airports around here, but you were ready for solo cross country and I got to get you to there. That would be tough. You have to treat that flight like you're doing it yourself for the first time. If you don't want to just make them waste, waste some money. And you ride along with them to the same airport they've been to. Can I can I say something? Uh, going back to the trip, one of the base, one of the biggest things that I've learned across this this long cross country is, um, and just flying to different airports and picking things out for different reasons is if you have the opportunity to go fly and go pick out some places like this or have opportunities to go meet new people, new friends, and new opportunities, do it. It's so awesome, and you learn so much about flying going across multiple uh, geographical regions, mm-hmm. fronts. I mean, the, the amount of planning that I did, I've been doing for two weeks just to make sure, I mean, it, the aviation gods seem to align to make this trip happen. So um, it's just, you know, I had my IFR check ride that was supposed to be on the 15th and it got pushed back. And, you know, so I had to fly VFR and I was, so grateful that this was able to happen. Um, and, you know, we had some weather this morning, but, you know, it's just you learn so much going to different regions, different places, and CFIs can help prepare you for that. Um, but also you have to experience it as well. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. putting everything you learned into practical situation. That's not a test. It's not this scenario someone drummed up. It's you're actually trying to get 800 plus nautical miles somewhere. In VFR and aircraft, you know, it's nothing's hypothetical. Everything's the real deal. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of different ways you can mitigate those, those risks from the hazard of that weather. Like you had to work around, you know, you went out to the West and then came up and it was a straight shot. Could somebody in like whatever Cirrus, like with their next rad navigated through some of that shit? Yeah. Maybe, or Lear, you know, or the Lear. Yeah. Yeah. Could you have done that? In the Lear, I would have gone out and around. Why go through that when I just go 50 miles to the east? And then I keep saying west. Why do I keep doing this? Because everything's west to here for the most part. But yeah, east, you went straight east. I would have done that in the Lear. Why? Why pick, like from a customer service standpoint, why pick my way through some shit when I can just go 50 miles to the east and then straight northeast? That's that's me though. Because like it's like the, the ride that I'm giving people. You know, and then obviously you're not worried about cus- you know, passenger comfort, but it's like, why? Just why do it? Yeah, and, and it's even more painful in a small airplane when you're going 100 knots. For us, it's 10 minutes out of the way, if that, if that. And, you know, in, in a small airplane, you know, I remember those days. You know, it's like, man, I'm going 30 minutes out of my way. It's just hoping like you for, can beat it. Exactly. I'm going 30 you know, minutes like, out of my okay. way. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's painful. It's painful to do. So when you make those decisions, it has a lot of weight and, you know, you can choose to take off, have that mitigation strategy of going straight East and then Northeast like you did today, which I totally agree with. I would do the same thing, you know, or you could wait it out. How long, how, 
did it get worse if you wait it out? So those are things you have to weigh. So, I mean, the mitigation strategies that, you know, you could, you could learn or employ. And that's, that's different when you don't have a wrong answer per se. Once it's all on you, you can make your decision and stick with it. And there's not really a wrong answer other than blasting right through it as if it wasn't there. That'd be the kind of the only wrong answer. <laughs> and maybe that turns out okay too, but that doesn't mean it was the right answer. Sure. Yeah. What's up? Wonderfully put. Thank I, you. I can't imagine doing that, you know, especially in uh, a place like Florida, you know, where Rob's at. Because you don't have so, you only have so many options. It's a very narrow state. Very. And it's already, like y'all have said, it's a, it's, it's a hornet's nest. Yep. Oh yeah. Training. Mm-hmm. But just trying to get somewhere like with, by use of an airplane, what it's used for. So. Yeah. It, going around weather oftentimes involves getting pushed way out over open water ocean. That's very unforgiving. If anything were to happen, it's not like flying over another state that like, I'm not planning on going here, but I, I could land here if I had to, there's plenty of airports, you know, it's, they've got chain restaurants I can have lunch at. It's you're out over the Atlantic. You're out over the Gulf of Mexico. Not a lot of options there mm-hmm. uh, when you get into situations like that. But So after growing up, uh, uh, you, you know, flying the Lake Erie, Lake Erie Islands, being in Florida, is that a different environment for, for, for a professional pilot for, and for you, you Com- know, completely. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just apples and oranges. Really? One's, the the Florida, the Bahamas, it's bigger. It's just longer distances to get out to them, I think, is the biggest difference. And um, that's probably the, the biggest thing I could think of. Um, not that I've done that much Bahamas flying. But the difference between what? what? Like, what is the... Like Florida and up here? Well, the, you're, you're flying over. You, grew, you guys have grown up flying over large bodies of water. Hmm where Rob's at and where you have flown professionally um, flying over you know, Florida or those types of, you know, Gulf coast or the Atlantic ocean, those, those stretches. Does it feel different flying over that? I've never, I've never had the opportunity to experience that. Um, I'm just, I'm comfortable with the lake here cause it's, I grew up with it on boats long before I was flying and then did learned how to fly out of here. So I have a, just because of that, my bias is, more towards Lake Erie Islands as far as comfort level. Um, if I were to, if I were to get a job at Tropic Ocean Airways, if they ever called me back for my many, many applications, um, I'm sure I would develop that comfort level for flying the Bahamas too. Uh, I just, I personally don't have that. So it's kind of freaky. You don't have to rent life rafts to go fly the Lake Erie Islands where you're kind of not, that bright if you don't have a life raft on board crossing over the Bahamas just because right. it's something would happen. You're got no options. Yeah. You put that thing down. You don't know where you're going to drift to. No. Even if you have a raft. Yeah. Like you need provisions on it. You need provisions. You don't know how long you're going to be in it. You want the Garmin in reach with an updated subscription, you know, to let people know. And there's limitate. I mean, there's limitations for extended overwater operations. So for like air carriers, you know, it's a hundred miles for, 50 miles for us because there's a difference between part 91 and 135 or air carriers, 50 miles for us. And then once you get beyond that, you need to have like, it's a significant raft. So like the raft, 80 pounds, 80 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got all the, the flares, the food, the fishing kit, the ELT. It's got its own ELT flashing lights everything water desalination kits you're making it sound better than it is i've gone through the, the super yacht training to look we've actually crack open the life rafts in the pool and like do situations where in the you know the gumbo suits and stuff i've done all that and it's you get in that raft and it's, it's in a class you're in a pool indoor pool down in fort lauderdale you got classmates with you you're having a good time but you look around you're like if this was real this would just be miserable i would not want to spend more than like 40 minutes in this thing and that's an air-conditioned indoor pool i could imagine salt water outside hot in a real stressful situation 
those life rafts are not something you want to ever be in. It's I imagine. And not having that would be even more miserable. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Well, Stuart says, I mean, that's his, that's his normal life. Yeah. He's flying around Hawaii all the time. This is his reality. Stuart, do you have inflatable milk chugs? He says, never have enough milk chugs in the comment right above that last one. There. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's he's prepared. Oh, okay. Interesting for the F-22 inter, uh, intercept training. F-22 was a uh, very interesting uh, program. I, my mother worked on that. She, yeah. What kind of Cessna is that? <laughs> is that before or after the Cardinal? Yeah. Yeah, is it? Yeah, <clears throat> does it have a carburetor? <laughs> we were off of that. Sounds fuel injected. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's got F for fuel. For <laughs> it was loud. The F 22 is loud. We were it's we went to the Burke Lakefront Air Show in Cleveland. We took the boat out there. We're trying to set the anchor. So, relative of mine, are, we're down in the engine locker on the bow trying to get the windlass to work and off of Cleveland. And it just scared the bejeebies out of us. Like, cause one just went right over the boat and just cranked it up. I don't know if they're messing with us. They're probably just, there was an air show going on. We just happened to be in the wrong spot. It was probably what happened. Yeah, but it hurts my ears. A 150 on climb out. Yeah. You take your headset off. It's not good yeah, don't anymore. Do that. The Bose headsets, you just don't do that. Is this thing broken? <laughs> what yeah. airspeed is this? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my thing with water is like, so yeah, here, you know, Lake Erie is like, what, 30, 40 miles, like whatever deep and then however many miles long. But it's like in the winter, I get a lot more paranoid because water will kill you, you know, so cold. You know, there's that in the, this time of year, the water is warm enough anyways, and it's kind of like point towards the nearest boat. So you have a rescue operation like immediately. That's the way, that's how I kind of talk myself out of needing to wear like a, a survival flotation device and taking a bunch of milk jugs. Preferably land in front of the boat in view of the driver. Cause if you land behind the boat as someone who's done a lot of boating out there, you're typically not looking for airplanes crashing behind you. So the boat will probably just drive away cause nobody noticed you. So just, a, just, a, just a tips, you know, random pro tips, tip. pro tip. Yep. So I do have a question. Uh, Relating to tail, uh, to tail draggers on 88 Delta's Google profile, mm -hmm. there's a video of a red and white super cub. Forgive me if it's not a super cub, it's a type of it's a champ, probably. No, it's not. It's not a champ. <laughs> How dare you? Well, there's How one base there. I just got slapped. There's a red and white champ base there. Oh, it's actively it's on flung. skis. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's it's a champ, probably. Um, well, it came in on skis. So, how does how does flying tailwheel on skis in snow? That I had I, I meant to ask that earlier during the episode. Um, does that play a big factor? No, it's that's like cheating. I mean, it's, it's really, cheating. Yeah, I I have tailwheel time. Don had a I think is it a J three that brown one he had PA eleven PA eleven. So we went up to PA eleven. He always put that on skis in the winter whenever there was actually enough snow on the runway to 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 utilize them and. I, I flew that. I landed that. I do not consider that tailwheel time. It, it didn't correlate at all. No, it's easy. It's way easy. lands. It's like it's landing on a pillow. You got to do something seriously wrong not to get a smooth landing on snow. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's beautiful. It looked like beautiful landing. I was just thinking this guy's amazing. No, no, no. no. It's you ever done cocaine? Play. He may be a he may be a good a pilot. That's like when I'm not knocking him, but yeah. on snow, it's yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty bad not to get an amazing landing. It will have its limits, obviously. You know what I mean. You you get to the limit. The limits are just higher, and and most of the time you can kind of point it into the wind and land. Mm. You get a lot of more drag out of the skis than you think you will. Like, oh, you, know, you think you're going ice skating? It's not like that at all. Mm. They they slow down very quickly. You taxi around like with a lot of power and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's very, uh, there was a lot of things and I got no instruction. Skis are on it, go fly. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, yeah, it'll be no problem. Like, okay, take your word for it. So I went off through the J3 and it's, it's addicting because you can't really, fuck, I mean, you can't screw it up. Yeah. It's amazing. It looked awesome. It, 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 it I'm is I'm trying awesome. to find the video right now. You're taxing okay. around and it's, it's like 
someone hasn't it's like taxing in grass where no one's mowed it in two months like you just you gotta yeah. power through it to keep yeah. going or that's it's like a, you're almost gonna get stuck that's a good analogy yeah you don't want to stop because they create you don't think about it, they create a lot of friction with those skis taxing across the snow it makes sense creates friction so when you park they like freeze to the ground you got to break them loose before you go taxi again because the skis get hot you think you so we like, don't get this stuff well yeah that's, yeah, that's true that's we don't true. even have that many seaplane bases down i mean i think you got more down there than we have up here which is weird yeah i'm sure you probably have more than the state of texas than we have in the state of i looked around not hard enough but i didn't find the nose oil trim or the i mean the redder <laughs> floor's got a few though not but not near me but but, but not as many as you would think, though, either, though. Really, if you think about it, I yeah. bet it doesn't have as many as you would think. It's not like it has a thousand of them. You got to go to that land of lakes area where Jack Brown's is. There's right. a bunch of that's That's the seaplane hub of Florida. Right. Outside of that, it's not that much seaplane operation other right. than out to the Bahamas and guys who just have amphibs. Right, right, right. And to Cuba. I don't know that an F-35 is louder than an F-22. One no idea. How two. many decibels are we talking about? Has someone had the microphone the, the calibrated thing to measure it the loudest thing i've ever heard was a harrier hovering it was like pretty much a max throttle trying to carry that weight like oh. that really honestly like i love jet sounds but that was like too much the loudest thing i've ever heard was a gold desert eagle with no earplugs in the last thing 50 I ever heard, cal the, the rain made it louder yeah it gold, was rough the gold plating made it louder huh? surprising the g35 with street pipes <laughs> That's one of the best or sounding could, uh, engines, like though. A, like, talk. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like a trombone. All right. Stuart, thanks for, for rolling with us here. I think yeah. So no helicopter he's questions? Keep, he's keeping it alive. Uh, they they poo-pooed the helicopter. I was interested in the What's helicopter. Wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with helicopters? We hit, we just hit two hours. That means I, I can get edited stuff out of this. Um, very loud. SR-71. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you for hanging out in the live chat. Yes, guys, it you. is it is precaution. We don't want to be up too too late because we want to stay up all day tomorrow and uh, have some good times. So yeah, thanks for joining us. We're, we're gonna shut this baby down. Um, as soon as I can adjust the t- font size of these windows. Control, Control M. minus M. <laughs> oh, minus <laughs> sign or M. Control minus like negative sign negative. I think we shut it down. This is what we always go through afterwards. We have no idea if it's still live or not. I'm pretty sure that was pretty, pretty sure. Okay. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for coming on, man. It's been great. Pretty historic. It's it's kind of, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of a big honor, man. Thank you. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah. Throwing it into the gauntlet. At least I've like done it once. For you, yeah, like you're in the gauntlet the right away. Oh, this is like dinner for me. Like, my family just barrages me with questions. I'm like, <laughs> um, is it, there are 14 okay. people there to the very end. Stuart's the only one talking. Look at that. Oh, there's oh, no, somebody's it's still, about still flowing in. Are we still live? We used to start on that. He goes, and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. And hour number four. And I, Rob, one of the funniest things that you've ever done on your episodes, I think, is on the Gandhi episode, the original. That was rough. When you were <laughs> four hours later. Oh, I did yeah, that in the, in the like editing. It wasn't actually four hours, but it was a while. It was, <laughs> it was a lot I had to edit out with him. Crack me up. That's one of the funniest episodes. Oh. Scott does with pizza. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's why we're late. Anybody wondered? Because. Oh, Barb's in the chat. Man, we I knew it. To, I had to. Hi, What's Barb. up? I, to go. Hey, I can't read that. Hey, Barb. Yeah, that's going to be hard for you guys to read. Uh, yeah. How's I, your stomach, Scott? It's not good. I mean, it's better than it was. Yeah, better now, but, better by the second. Yeah, it took a while. Which it would have been it would have been a good time for a check ride though. <laughs> <laughs> <Perfect>. Yeah, <laughs> I would have passed that. Dominoes on deck. Yeah, ch- Scott's oh, like six hours ride. in. If I have to, uh, if I ever have to take another check ride again, hopefully not. Uh, 
Conventional yeah, gear. Not, hey, not. I just landed. Uh, that's Flynn, isn't it? Okay. I think so. No, guys. No, Barbara said. Oh, are you guys easy to see that? How hard is that for you guys it's to see? That is see it. very difficult. Yeah, can, uh, what if I, I move that? I, can, I know what they're saying when you say it for me. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I make one? Andreas. Andres. Yes, Andreas yes. is here. So this is the first in-person. Hold on. Yeah. First in-person farming podcast live stream. So we have Andreas's liquor that he generously gave us for Christmas uh, that we're going to crack open now. We're cracking open right and now. Again, Scott Boris is starting oh, it off. Andreas is saying, that. great. Drink up. Nice. Yes. I'm going to take a little splash of this rum ski here. Okay. Give me a little splash. All right. Who's yeah. doing who, Everybody doing rum? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's I'll doing I'll the, the Peerless Bourbon. Peerless we got bourbon. the plantation rum right here. I'll take the, uh, I'll take the bourbon. If you got. The bourbon. Bourbon it up. It was a this was last minute for everybody. I appreciate it. this is full on full on chat going on here. There you go. How's everybody even in the chat if they're on their way to precash? That's a good question. Yeah. That is a good question. In flight Wi Fi, Scott. Oh, That's good. They have that these days. I heard rumors that Barbara was going to Oshkosh, but not precosh. Is that is that true or? Yeah. Well, she posted it. Oh, man. Well, it must be true. You saw it on the internet. It's true. Yeah. Every, <clears throat> internet. One more cup. Oh, we need oh, one more cup? Shoot. Oh. How do we, Good job. How did we misjudge the number? I'm going to go grab here? another one. Okay. You guys can run this everything fine, right? Um, no. We'll but no. Yeah. One. Yeah, we'll wait. All right. And then think while you can okay. yeah. make that bigger so that I can actually read the chat. Because I'm not even close. Scott, can you read that? No. Well, kind of. No, guys. No. Hey, hey, dude. I got nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, I can kind of read it, but not very good. Barb Sutton says, this is amazing, guys. What's well, up, Barb? Hey, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barb. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Are I mean, you going to Oshkosh? If I had time to go to Oshkosh, so if she had time to go to Oshkosh, she'd what? There you go. We good on we good on the bourbon. We're about to be all right. Oh, do you, do you want to coke? Do you, do you want to coke? We're just we're just offering up drinks. If anybody's got a great idea for a podcast episode, we'd love to know right about now. Uh, be very helpful. Some, yeah, toss them over there. You guys do it. Robert, this is Hello. Nervous. Huh? Oh. No, you can. Uh, just set it over here. It's uh, fine. Oh, I thought yeah. you were about to make a Boilermaker. <laughs> set, it, set it on that. That's a good idea. Set it on that. Yeah, right set, right set it right on top set of the electronics there. That'll work. Yeah. That, big, that big red button is a coaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A yeah it'll hold That's it in right. place. Okay. That's what pilot. We're going to throw up. Why don't you throw up the screen? We all got the timer. We can see it ourselves. We don't uh -huh. need to bore the audience with such, such things. So we're up to 11 here. We should probably come up with an episode idea here pretty well, soon. Let's see if the chat can come up uh, with one. Tailwheel? Is there anything we can do about making the font bigger in that chat? Can you keep working on that? Um, let me. It'd be really great if we can make it AMA. Is that Chrome? Proper medical pilots? It is. Yeah, control plus. That's very good. Wow. Control plus? Yeah. Oh, out to dinner. Okay. Oh, oh man. Look at that. <laughs> Somebody's a genius. <laughs> it ruined the other one, but that's okay. We'll survive. Oh man, is there any way to isolate? Okay, whatever. All right, so all right, we got to catch up now. Yes. All right, I'm I'm saying tailwheel, and there's a the gentleman has his username as conventional gear, so he's probably into the tailwheel episode. I'm guessing. Probably that, or he cares yeah. even less than normal people. That's true. It can go either way. Andreas, great rum. I've never had the plantation it's before. It's Actually, delicious. Yeah. So the first live recording or first yes. in-person live recording. Cheers. Correct. 
Budget, cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Andres. Thanks, Andreas. Thank you. Andreas, yeah, Andres. We appreciate the liquor. Grace, hi. How you doing? So what are we, we going to talk about tailwheel? We're just getting ramped up. Just getting the tailwheel endorsement. Oh, okay. Transferring right. over to that. Okay. We, we kill an hour episode with that, right? Sure. Kill an hour with anything, probably. We, we only have like... Oh, stop it. <laughs> All right. It's almost bedtime. Let's uh, let's get started then. It's we have no idea. Night. Huh? It's a school night. Yeah, this is a precaution eve, okay? This is like, this is a holiday if there's ever been one. Been on the calendar for seven months. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Rob's been trying to say. He's, <laughs> uh, he's like, ah, where am I been? I must have missed it. Yeah, you hide some hundred low lead under your pillow and hope that the, <laughs> the David Ann Clark comes and gets you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> okay let's bear with me a second i'm trying to think through how to do this grace wants a mock check ride ask her questions <laughs> captain there wants how emergency <laughs> should have come to pre yeah. oh man okay what's up three two oh, i'm just gonna get it started let's go i live. got the intro music we'll try it and uh we'll this see how this goes